The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire.com and Masters Ball. Always great to be talking with you, Todd. We're going to be looking at pickups, also two start starters for next week, of course. But before we get into that, I'm wondering how you're doing today on this Friday afternoon. Doing pretty well. I can see again. We were chatting off air. My I dropped my spectacles last night, and the frame popped out, and. I popped it back in. It popped out a couple times. And the issue when you try to fix glasses, when you need glasses, is you can't see to fix those glasses. So I was able to get to the target where I got them, and they were happy to fix them for me. And all good. So it's uh, I can see clearly now. The lens is secure. How's that? Well, I'm happy. I'm glad to hear it. I have uh, I got so sick of just cleaning my glasses over and over again. It seems like I smudged them up. No matter what I did, so yeah. I had contacts, and I was a contact guy earlier in my life. And I just got so sick of just fumbling around with them, putting them, putting them in my eyes, put taking them out, and putting those same things back in my eyes. Now I have disposables, so I don't have to worry about Isn't ever it, putting that it, pair back in my eye. It's it's so weird. I never remember touching my glasses, but yet they're smudged. You know, it's like one of those things. So. It's uh, yeah, weird. I, I never was able to, I was never, well, not so much never able to wear contacts, but, you know, I grew up as a scientist and you're not allowed to wear contacts in, la- in, in labs with the oh, fumes. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I can't, I can't even put eye drops in my eye, let alone, let alone, you know, lenses. And I, you know, been roommates with people through graduate school where let's just call them my drinking years. And I was always fascinated how they could, you know, take their contacts in and out. They, they couldn't drive home. We had to get it. At that time, there was no Ubers. We had to get a cab home. But yet, it was instinctive to take the contacts. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be poking my eyes out. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I just slept in them. That's what I did. Well, they, they did shoot a couple times, and uh, no, nah, that was like I think that's I guess with her that was a one-time thing because it's anyway. But I'll good. Yeah, glasses for me, and maybe, you know, I've been thinking maybe braces are next for me. I used to make fun of people. <laughs> Whatever adult, works. My adult te- braces, but it's funny how life comes full yeah, circle. Well, uh, yeah, I got my teeth are all chipped and ugh, whatever. But anyway. I had, I had braces, too, once, and uh, so that's a 
lesson to wear your retainer, kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't, I, don't, don't forget that important step. Anyway. Todd, Ranger Suarez was the top pickup in the stake league last night. I was looking at, before we jumped on, I was looking at what grade I gave Ranger Suarez last week. Looks like we both gave him a one. And then he goes out and fires six and two-thirds innings of one-run ball. Seven innings. I was worried about the length, and then he comes out and throws six and two thirds. So well, we obviously don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, clearly. I mean, that's that's a given. But I just I'm surprised. I guess you know, not not a terrible pickup. I, David Bednar was still out there. I'm kind of mad at myself because I don't have any active spots on the pitching side that I I need to fill. I feel pretty good about it. So I feel like these two guys probably both should have been picked up last week, frankly. And I feel like I've maybe let some values on the pitching side go just because i haven't been i've been hyper focused i guess on the hitting uh, well, bedner, you know, bedner should have been rostered i would then we well we've been talking about him for a while now actually mm. uh but it's just there's just not enough not a sexy team getting a lot of saves you know and then so it, it's understandable i suppose now does uh does suarez have another start this week so we still could end up right yeah, if he gets lit up so do we have to actually root? For, now, you know what? I'm not going to root for him to get beat up because I don't think that's right, just to make <laughs> us half right. No, I, uh, I've definitely been there before where I'm rooting against a pitcher. But Oh, man, I I found my – yeah, at some point – fortunately, I, have a, I don't have any public teams still competing, but there have been years where I got nothing going on, so I, I just start rooting for the picks I make, you know? It's, yeah, totally. <laughs> at least I have a couple of teams that are – not in the public eye that are still worth rooting for. Richard Rodriguez. I guess Will Smith of the Braves has been pretty rocky lately. I guess this is a spec on Will Smith maybe losing that job here. Richard Rodriguez, of course, is the closer with the Pirates before coming over at the deadline. Are you worried about Will Smith's job security? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's so tough this time of the year because you, you like to think, hey, you know what, they'll, they'll be fine. And he's he's had a couple of no to be to short interest no I'm not uh, mm-hmm. Will Smith he I, I don't really I think it's a, a complete speculative pick uh, he's he's been fine you know he, he's gave up a couple of runs on the 18th and 21st but he's had two clean outings since then yeah uh, he gave a couple of walks so I understand I mean it's a it's not a terrible spec but I don't I'm not worried about him losing a job. Not as much as say Matt Barnes, if you yeah, will. Yeah, geez, he was so great. Then he signs that extension, and then seems like the moment he put pen to pad on that extension. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, brutal. we can talk about. I mean, it's yeah, he's been removed from the closer role, and whether it, it doesn't look like it's Garrett Whitlock because Whitlock came in in the seventh inning last night or sixth inning. It was a very important part of the ball game and did his job. Uh, the Red Sox piled on some runs the twins and we don't know who actually would have closed Barnes actually pitched the ninth, but it was like with an eight run lead. And I was still nervous. Yeah, man. I loved having Barnes in a few leagues earlier and it's, it's a long season. Yeah. It has uh, turned quickly. Turned I think the sour. goal is to get him back. Mm-hmm. Um, clear his head, let him have a couple of solid, you know, clean outings in a less in a high, lower leverage scenario. But in the meantime, I get, man, I, I I cannot in my I cannot keep my so-called expert card and publicly say to pick up Hansel Robles. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just can't. 
So, you know, I, I'd rather pick up Garrett Richards as a spec and, and maybe Adam Adovino, but Adovino, well, not maybe, Adovino should be the guy, but he's been, you know, struggling a little bit. He's been scuffling lately, too. Um, but uh, he, <laughs> Your favorite uh, word. There we go. Um, and this, there was another one this week that, that, that kept coming. I forget what it was. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I mean, enough about the Red Sox. Let's talk about your Reds and TJ Antone. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You know, I was talking with James and I was laughing because I was, well, this was before he got hurt again, TJ Antone, when he was just activated. Like, I kind of scoffed at the idea of Reds trading Antone for Willie Adames earlier in the season. How crazy is that? Humbling game. And, uh, yeah, you get humbled quite a bit. I shed a little tear for you when I had to remove him from the note from my projections. I had to make a note, you know, second TJ. Although he was very positive about the whole ordeal, right? I mean, he came out and said the right things. I'm going to come back. I'm going to be better than ever, this, that, and the other. We'll see what happens. There have been some success stories of of two Tommy Johns, so it wouldn't be out of the question. Yeah, that was a tough blow. And with the Red Sox, I was just thinking about, you know, at the deadline when I said, I remember saying that the Yankees, I thought I liked what they did at the deadline, but I thought maybe it was just too late. Not too little, but just too late. And, then, and talk about you know being humbled again. Uh, and the Yankees rattle off like I mean they're like what twenty three of the last twenty eight or something crazy like that. Yeah, twelve in a row. They are they are playing ball right now. You know that I mean the good thing just like in just like in your rotisserie when you're when you're up or you know second whatever the place is and you lose five or six points really quickly. The good thing is you you can you're close in those categories. You can gain them right back. I had the analogy is not perfect, but the point being, you know, the, the Yankees winning twelve or thirteen, uh, other teams, the Oak, you know, Oakland and the Red Sox were chasing them for various purposes. Usually, n- normally, namely the wild card or losing ground. But at some point, things are going to flip, and ground will be made up. It just matters which direction each team is going in. Come day one, come day one sixty two. Very true. Now, Nick Solak was picked up, and Solak, yeah. since he came back, it's a very small sample, of course, but four games, he's got a homer. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. That I no, that was me, my friend, and usually it's my landline. That was my cell phone. Oh, okay. I, I was wondering I if I had, like, a you know, autoplay. No, I, I turned my landline off because it's a, it's a joke from a, some of our listeners. They have a little pool as to what time my phone's going to ring. But it's always my landline. Now this was my cell, and I'm not sure. Well, I think you know what? I think the volume was up because I was using the directions. I usually don't even the volume up, but I was using the map, and I think oh, that yeah. I think that controls the same. I think that volume's the same. Whatever, no no big deals. Just someone yeah, no else wants my money. Yeah, Nick Solak though he's uh, hit safely in all four games since he's come back. Uh, four four games in which he's played, and so Homer Steel. Uh, I guess you you probably give this guy another chance, especially with the opportunity. Uh, who knows what you're going to get, but uh, that speed makes him, you know, I'd say the speed gives you an obvious reason to give him a, a mulligan and give him another chance. No, for sure. I, I think Texas needs to get him right, get a nice strong month of September to lead into next year because I think he's still, he's still, you know, considered to be a, a, a part of their future. What's he's just, he's just 26. So, I think they just kind of a wake-up call in Round Rock and now uh, get him right for next year. Taylor Widener was picked up for two. Solak was a $3 ad, by the way, last night. 
Uh, Nestor Cortez was the corresponding drop with Taylor Widener. I'm kind of surprised by that. I think just playing matchups, right? Yeah, probably just funneling in whoever you can get to uh, to maximize that one active spot. Keeping in mind, folks, that this is a Friday to Thursday league, so it doesn't necessarily match up with our schedule that we talk about in a few minutes. Very true. Yes, that's worth pointing out. Cody Hoyer. We talked about him on the uh, MLB Network radio show last week, and he's pitched in the eighth, pitched in the seventh a little bit, and uh, but he did get that one multi-inning save, so probably the best arm in that Cubs bullpen, I'd imagine. Be the best arm many. in a few bullpens, but uh, yeah, he's pretty darn good. Yeah, he needs needs to translate the stuff into strikeouts, but I think that'll come. I think you know sometimes <laughs> when you're he was never a well he was a starter in 2018, so by this point. You'd think he'd begin to harness the the stuff and figure out, you know, what one or well not one, unless you're Mariano, what two or three pitches work best. Yeah, absolutely. Yoshi Sutsugo getting another chance in Pittsburgh and you know, he's got a couple homers at least. Let me see how many more than a couple four in the year. So more than a couple. He's been crushing. Oh yeah, four in the last seven games. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah, I guess Yoshi. Uh, yeah, that's a decent little ad since he's going to be playing quite a bit. Michael Chavis on that same team. He yeah. uh, taped over his uh, Red Sox bag <laughs> and wrote in Pirates. Yeah, yeah. interesting. With Tetsugo, well, it, it, it kind of came with a uh, wa- waving Polanco, Gregory Polanco, but yeah. he cleared waivers. He never actually left the roster. He's still on the team. That was just kind of weird. Then I saw them like from their official account tweeting that he had three hits the other day. Yeah, yeah, Polanco. So awkward. But yeah, I kind of like Tsutsugo in that. I mean, he's still young. He's still twenty nine. He came over as the as an on bail, as you know. I mean, he came over as an on base guy with some pop. But his first year in the majors was the pandemic year. It's already tough enough to transition overseas, right from from the Japan League. Now add in, you know, worrying about the pandemic on both sides of the ocean or the seas. I can understand why last year was kind of rough. And then, you know, to the beginning of this year, he didn't didn't really come through either. So he is someone I, I'm not predicting he's gonna continue to play well, but he's got some he's got a pedigree. I do think he's worth taking a shot on, especially in points leagues where the on base can come in handy. But no, yeah, I mean, four like you said, four homers. Uh, including one yesterday. Yeah, and yeah, he had such crazy pop when he, at least overseas, that he showed in games. And when he came over, I was kind of excited about him as a low cost guy. I think you may remember that. Just kind of, I guess it was appealing to authority somewhat, but he had 40 plus homers in 2016, 39, I'm sorry, 38 overseas in 2018, then 29 in 2019. I just thought that power would. Would eventually show up, and here and it is. You, you know what? Three of his homers, we're talking about four home runs, three of them were as a pinch hitter. So I'm, I don't know that that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, he still hit a home run. Yeah. Uh, if, you, you know, if you had him active that, you know, you may not have had him active that day, but uh, you hit three homers and as a pinch hitter, you think you'd buy yourself some more uh, lineup time. So we'll see. I picked up Yadier Molina on a $0 ad. Uh, signed that extension. So one more year of Yadi. Sorry for Andrew Kisner, who has to continue to play second fiddle, but uh, Yachty <laughs> is uh, one of the all-time greats. 
And I did, I had James McCann. This is only a one catcher league. That's why Yachty was even out there. But right. I had James McCann who's on the IL. I also had like Cal Raleigh who hasn't done anything. So I just needed right. a guy in there. Dropped JT Brubaker. Jake Myers was picked up. Uh, I don't know if his window to play regularly is going to be open for much longer there in Houston. Andy Ibanez in Texas. Aaron Ashby. James has really been pumping Aaron Ashby of Milwaukee. Um yeah, exciting arm there from the left side. Matthew Boyd, a $0 ad. Santiago Espinal, Drew Rasmussen. Rasmussen's been okay. Uh, yeah, he, but is he is he going to be getting wins or even qualifying yeah. for wins? But you just you just never know with Tampa. He'd go five innings his last time out. Yeah, he yeah, did. You, uh, just, you just never know. That's true. And then uh, Sam Long, Darren Ruff, Leody Tavares is back. We've talked about guys like Keyboom and, you know, even earlier in the show, Nick Solak, guys you give second chances to, and they're so young that you just kind of, you basically don't put any weight into those prior struggles. But Leotis, it was just such a massive struggle. 0.68 average is what he's posted so far. Uh, no homers. I just, I, for me, I feel like he's still a ways off, and I, I actually don't really want to give him another chance quite yet, Leotis. 0 for 13, two strikeouts in each of the three games he's been back. So I suppose if you really are desperate for steals and have a huge cushion in batting average and a huge cushion, you know what? I'm with you. (laughs) Uh, Emmanuel Rivera. I know we just, by the way, added Jeff Zimmerman back to the roster here at Rotowire. Was he a pickup? How much much did he go for? He was a fab pickup. I don't know the exact. Uh, price, but now he I'm pumped because he's he's been on the team before here at Rotowire and just yep. really smart guy. But he in his article is the uh, return article to Rotowire mentioned Emmanuel Rivera and uh suggesting he may be a better option over guys like Suarez and Mustakas who are stuck in a platoon and running a little bit. He's got got a couple bags and a homer through 21 games. So not a guy yeah. I know a ton about Emmanuel Rivera, but He's striking out, but he's he's walking and striking out. He's doing a little bit of everything. So the strikeout round twenty one percent. That's not bad. Twenty one percent is not bad at all. So who's was he playing? Playing third. Yeah, and I think most Dozier's, Dozier's in the outfield. Yeah, no, I I can see that. I can definitely I can definitely see that. Got a note. Got a note from the RotoWire uh, interns that uh, we need to put a projection for Rivera. So that'll be done tonight. So yeah, the whole the whole site's all over Rivera. Yeah, and then uh, one other name I just wanted to mention was, uh, well, Nicky Lopez running wild. Edward Cabrera there in Miami. I think he was picked up in the State League last week. Quality start in his MLB debut and seems like kind of the hot commodity on the starting pitching market right now in leagues where he's available, obviously. Seems like he'll probably be the top name along with maybe Daniel Lynch. Lynch has been impressive lately. Cabrera has not been unavailable in any league I'm in. No, I've been I've been touting, you know, I'm not, listen, I'm not, trying to pat myself on the back but um he was more of we, we knew he was a good pitcher started the year hurt and then there was just a lack of news for the longest time then finally started to hit rehab and started to crush rehab and it was just a, only a matter of time before he came up and man this is this 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 organization miami talk about an embarrassment of riches for young pitchers and it, it just got another quality jewel to the major league level. So I, 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 I'm all in on Cabrera. 
Very nice. Well, before we get to two start pitchers for next week, let's first go to a quick word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola, and we're going to start diving into the next week's two-star pitchers. If you're unfamiliar, we grade them on a zero to five scale. Todd's uh, number rankings correspond with his ranking on his weekly pitcher rankings on the site, which I know you just kind of finished up before we started the show. So, um, first no, run. like yeah, okay. first run there. There's, there, I haven't fine-tuned some of the uh, inputs yet, but it's just to get a quick first run. Nice. And, yeah, I, um, my process is to just not have a process and to just wing yeah. it. Actually, but I, uh, if, yeah. Yeah, you, you wing pretty well. I mentioned <laughs> before we get into our, our you know, discussion and grades, we're kind of now down to the nitty-gritty of it all. And when I talk about these grades – you know, I, I'm going to be it's going to be as if the person, the uh, the manager is aggressively seeking wins and strikeouts. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, that's just, a good call. So you're kind of getting a little more aggressive this time of year. Again. Right. If I mean, if you I think, you, if you, you you know, if you if you need if you're OK, wins and strikeouts and need just to protect ratios, some of these two star guys, you know, are. Are not are not your to your liking, you know. This is the so some of these grades may seem a tad higher or may be a tad higher than they would be. You know, the fives are fives. There may be some fours that would have been three a month ago and threes that may have been twos a month ago. Nice. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. And so we'll get underway here. Tyler Gilbert threw a no no earlier this year. Since that no-hitter, he's made two starts. He's posted a 540 ERA, a 160 whip, uh, 6-4 K to walk. Now, one of those was in Coors since the no-hitter. So, yeah, you know, not terrible. But, you know, looking at these matchups, it looks like Gilbert's versus San Diego versus Seattle. Not bad. But I think Tyler Gilbert's probably like a 
maybe a two at best. So he's the first example. He's a, to me, he's a two, but I'm going to give him a three. Um, Even though Arizona, you know, it may end up to be a two. Your win potential with Arizona is still not very good. I know they're both at home, but uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to rank way higher, but I'm going to adjust that. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with a two. Yeah, you got two. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. um, personally go any higher than that drew smiley charlie morton at the dodgers at colorado you hate to see that at colorado there and with smiley hmm. hold on a second actually let me uh (laughs) just click in a few things so that i can get a little bit more information here so he's going to be opposite urias for the dodgers most likely not good Uh, yeah, that's that's not a great matchup. Morton, I'd say, is like a four. Yeah, man, I don't know. Maybe maybe Morton's a three and Smiley's a two. I'm gonna uh, Morton. He's gonna be a four for me. I think I might have him in the five range, but I think he's probably better a four just because Colorado is really really good at home. Smiley, ah, uh, that's just so tough. Um, he's you know got the moxie to be able to figure cores out, but I'm. What do you say, two? Yeah, I said two on Smiley. Yeah, I'm gonna go there as well. I just I, I, I am nervous about it, but I'm gonna go two. All right, then Chris Ellis for Baltimore. He made his first major league start uh just recently, and so you know, it's been okay, but this guy he really doesn't have much of a track record. Looks like he was at Durham. So was he was he traded earlier this year? Just double check. Uh, he's claimed, so he's DFA'd by the Rays. The right, Rays month and claimed by Baltimore. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give Chris Ellis a zero, but I guess I have to start, you know, paying attention to who Chris Ellis is. Yeah, you get a little nervous in the Rays DFA someone, don't you? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, but um, okay. no, I agree. I'm I'm going to go zero. Nick Pavetta and Chris Sale. Chris Sale with that immaculate inning. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even do that in a video game. I've been trying that in like Super Mega Baseball and the show. I can't do it. But Sale's done it, I think, three times in his life. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So at Tampa Bay versus Cleveland, I'm going to give Sale a five. And Pavetta at Tampa Bay versus Cleveland. We've had Pavetta in the main event. We've had him on our bench for a while. Maybe we cut him loose here. I'm going to give him a three. I agree, and I agree. Yeah, I mean, the thing to me, the fascinating aspect of an immaculate inning is you're saying you're just you're not even wanting to waste an O2, you know, or you've got yeah. the guy fishing, but to get a guy fishing three times on an O2, you know, yeah. I mean, so that to me, it's it's not it's it, you know the 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 act itself is pretty fat is pretty pretty cool. But the fact you're getting someone to, you know, so good on an 0-2 pitch to get three of them in one inning. But, uh, yeah, no, Sale looked looked really good. Um, velocity was way up. He says next time he wants to get through six innings. You know, I, I think the, the Red Sox will be very happy with, with five solid all their bullpen now. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of – he's reminding us how good he was pre-injury. And I think we – lost sight of it because he was pitching i guess hurt for a little while so anyway we'll see what happens now for the cubs no two start starters for them but maybe you give justin Steele some some consideration he's at minnesota so a pretty nice matchup early next week then he'd be a two-start starter the following week it'd be versus cincinnati versus 
San Fran. So Justin Steele will likely be on our list next week. For the Reds, Luis Castillo versus St. Louis versus Detroit. That's a five. Luis has really bounced back, and it's been great to watch. He has, yeah, I mean, he, he's still – I mean, we, as we talk about, he's still not quite the dominant ace that he was, but he's still very good. These are a couple of good matchups. Although St. Louis is sneakily playing better than they were. I've got him exactly at 20, which puts him as a five. So I'll agree with you. Now, Zach Plesak, as right as you were – as right as you were on Zach Plesak, I was that wrong on Zach Plesak. But realistically, yeah. he's got a one one eight whip. He has not been that terrible. I think I think he gets it incomplete yeah. because he missed enough time that we really don't know which side of that one one eighty would have landed. Yeah, that's true. He's on the wrong side of it now with a four seven eight ERA. Yeah, uh, it hasn't been pretty. The K's are way down too. Seventy three K's and one hundred and seven and a third innings. That's well, that was my really main tough. concern. I mean, everybody yeah. thought he was going to maintain those strikeouts. I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, sometimes uh, there's one of those, not, not confirmation, but there's one of those one of those bias thingies. I should learn more about the right words and not call them thingies. Where you know you believe in a guy and you start making stuff up to to validate your opinion. And I think that's what was happening. That. There was, if you squinted, you could see a little something, but people were making more out of it than really was there to back him. Tip of the cap to you, my friend. I know you're not one to take laps, victory laps, but you had it right. I should on take him. more. I mean, I should, I should physically, I should, you know what? When I get one right, I should physically take the lap. Uh, you know, that may be a good, like, you know, new situation for me to try out too. I should physically take the lap. That might help. And, if I get one wrong, I should take the lap, you know, like when you, the coaches punish you. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I just came yeah. up with something new here. It's like incorporating fitness into fantasy. That could, <laughs> that could be, you could be really onto something big. Um, but please, we grading, please. Yeah. Were you at, grading them? Yeah, the city at Boston. I'm going to give him a three because I'm starting him yeah. where I have him. So, yeah, no, I think he's pitched well enough that I think you have to start him. I'm uh, going three. Yeah, he had a pretty nice outing. Granted, it was against Texas. And before yep. that, he'd even beat up against Minnesota. But uh, I still think Plesak's not not bad. We'll see if those Ks can tick. Never said he was bad. I just no, said no. he was, I never said he was a, a, an SP2. My, you know, my, yeah. you know, talk about incompletes. Uh, you know, my, you know, kid argument, kid, kidding, not so much kidding, but my gentleman's argument was Aaron Savali would have a better season than Zach Plesak. Well, Again, talk about incomplete. Yeah, yeah, I was loving Savali, and I'm actually still holding on to him in the stake league, but I just I don't know what yep. the deal is. Uh, it's been a long, painful stash on him. He has uh, shifted his rehab to double-A, Aaron Savali. Yep. So that's a decent sign. Uh, now for the Rockies, Herman Marquez, Austin Gomber. At Texas, you love that, that home against Atlanta, and that's tough, but I still think – I really think Marquez is a guy you, you pretty much just have to turn loose, especially if you've rostered him all season. So I think I might go five on Marquez, and then Gomber. Actually, I'm gonna go four on Marquez, and Gomber I'll go three. I'm with you, and I mean I think you have to start Gomber. Gomber's pitched really well at home. Yeah. He's had a couple of blowups, mainly against San Francisco, but you know whether that's coincidence or not. But I'm with you. I mean, I actually I have Gomber like. 22, which means he's like almost a five. I'm sorry, Marquez. 
you know, being the aggressiveness, you may, I think you go to five if he or he could be a five, but I'll I'll, I'll stay with the four and the three. Atlanta's Atlanta's so. I'm, I mean, I'm impressed that they are hanging in there and they got Darno yeah, back. First now. place. Has, yeah. It, More than just hanging in. Well, absolutely. Well, you know, losing Acuna and uh, you just with, with, with Soler and Rosario isn't back. I mean, who, where's he going to play? All these other things. I think they're, uh, that ascent has been fairly quiet, but it's been pretty, pretty impressive. By the way, I was just randomly thinking about Jacob deGrom, I guess because he, was cleared to start throwing again. Uh, so it looks like he's actually going to be back. I thought he was, well, there was reports that he was facing shutdown. Possibly. possibly. Checked out okay enough to, to get back ramped up. So maybe you get another start or two down the stretch from DeGrom. I don't know if you're going to do that with Kershaw. but well, I got DeGrom projected for two starts and nine innings. How about that? Yeah, I like it. I'm kind of. I probably shouldn't read into it, but it's almost my initial thought was like, man, I kind of scares me for next season. Like are the Mets assuming that they're not going to play next year and that they're willing to risk re-injury to their, to the best pitcher on earth. Uh, Um, I think, I think there's something, if he's all right, get him out there and get it out of his head. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, our buddy Vlad Settler put out a, a first round, Projection for next year. I think he had Degrom in it. Um, I think it's. I think he's very. Vlad's very NFPC oriented. So there's a ton of pitching in there. Which, which I don't know how the NFPC is going to play out this year, but I do know uh, Phil, the leader, drafted Degrom and is still leading. So I mean, I I really want. I really would like people to realize you don't need to draft a pitcher, but people keep drafting pitching. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, especially in that NFBC market, it just yeah crazy. Now for the White Sox, no two start starters for them. Looks like they only have uh, five games next week. But I do want to mention it. You know, Kimbrel in the ninth lately has been just a different guy. It's funny how that works. I don't think you know Kimbrel's going to be. It's not like they're going to swap swap Hendricks out, but it does look like maybe we're back to like a true tandem, or we're, we're entering a true tandem where. We'll Maybe Kimbrell does pitch exclusively in the ninth, and they just—it's more of an even share of the opportunities. Uh, we'll see. I—I I, I don't know. Yeah, I—I think I think Larissa would like to get it set by the end. We'll see. I mean, I, I know Kimbrell had one save in the ninth. Is it? That, that, he's just got one. Okay. So I, I, it, yeah, it was the it, other it, day. Maybe, but... Right. Maybe circumstantial. Yesterday, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll he was just see, getting but... rocked in the eighth for some reason. It, yeah, yeah. it's just been a bad man. Yeah, since it's all about me, I'm in a saves plus hold, saves and plus hold league, and I have them both, so I don't really care as long as they both do their job. <laughs> I have uh, I have Kimbrel in the FSGA Champions League. I'm a couple points out, so I'm hoping Kimbrel gets a few more saves the rest of the way. There you go. Uh, Casey Mize for Detroit versus Minnesota at Cincinnati. I think Mize is a four. I mean, you can maybe even make a case if you're aggressive like Todd is at this time of year that he's a five. Yeah, I'm just checking to see to make sure we have him with an extra day's rest. We do. Um, yeah, because what Detroit's doing is you're giving at least an extra day's rest to their three kids, Scooble, Mize, and uh, Manning. And now that Matthew Boyd's supposed to be back, it's easier to do. And they're all responding very well to that ploy, especially Scooble. 
No, I agree. Um, I think, you know, Mize was kind of hitting a wall, but it's kind of kind of gotten through it. Um, the actual number is probably a four, but, you know, the I, I'm, I'm absolutely using him. So new, no two-star pitchers for Houston or Kansas City, but uh, yeah, I mentioned Daniel Lynch earlier. I think I might have to give him another chance. Singers are pitching a little better. Yeah, I have Mize done in the two range, so I'm going oh, really? to check to see what – well, I, I think it's going to at least be a three. Let's give him a three. Okay. Um, but I may I may have him projected for like five innings, and maybe he deserves five and a third or five and two-thirds. And uh, I mentioned Daniel Lynch. And then Brad Keller, man, that was so frustrating. Picked him up, then left with posterior right shoulder discomfort. After four and a third innings, just cannot press the right buttons with Brad Keller this yeah. year. It's been frustrating. Well, talk because about it's him. on me because he's not a very good pitcher. Well, no, I, well, I mean, well, what it is is he's a streamer, and I ta- I've talked about this. I, I predict, well, predicted whatever. Uh, he's going to be the guy that has better reserve or better bench stats for your team than he does active stats. There's <laughs> someone. There's always somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And you know he goes out. He, you know he's on my bench. He throws two gems. You put him in there. It's against Detroit. It's a good matchup. And he goes out and gets lit up. So you take him out again, and he bounces back. Yeah, he's he's just that guy this year. So frustrating. And I, James and I had a bunch of guys in that same you know, cluster: Jay Happ and the like, Aaron Ashby, who I mentioned, is not really like a true stretched out starter. But I made the case for Keller. He was at Seattle then versus Cleveland this week. Who knows if he'll make that turn this week? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But it's uh, yeah, with those toss ups, I was on the wrong side. James, James some... actually listens to you. <laughs> I'm surprised he still does after I picked up Vidal Bruhan too, <laughs> and, made, and dropped. Uh, well, I dropped Jimenez. That doesn't look like Andre Jimenez. That's not biting us so much. Oh no, man, that's I. I was hoping he. Hoping he'd show a little more since his pickup, uh, since his since his promotion. So this is strange. It looks like the Angels we have tentatively projected for two two star pitchers. That's very rare for them. So they must be down a couple arms. I, f- I don't know who got hurt for them, but um, who, who who hasn't? I mean, they, yeah, they they're true. still using. They may you know what I mean. They're using a couple of. Uh, fill in so they, they may stretch that out. We'll have to remain. I mean, we've got Quintana still pitching for them, so I mean, still starting for them. We'll have to find out. Um, Patrick Sandoval, that was yeah, awesome. I mean, and Reed Detmers too. Yeah, right yeah, Detmers and Detmers and Bundy. Um, are they? I think they're both. Aren't they both COVID? I think Detmers maybe. Or Bundy is a right shoulder strain. You know what? They're, it's, they're not the COVID. It's Texas that has the COVID. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then Alex Cobb isn't ready to come back either. Detmer's so. maybe on this is undisclosed reason, so he right, maybe right, right okay, on. okay. He could, uh, depending on if he was just a close contact, maybe he's back. Right, so, right. Know. But tentatively, but yeah, I'll yeah. give Otani. You know, I'm we've been using Otani in a hitting spot, and that's not changing. He's got 41 bombs. He's been the number one hitter. Oh, so that's ridiculous. I'm not even going to be bothering with this. But I, if you have to start him on the pitching side, I'd probably say he's a five. Right, right. If you need so if, yeah, if, if you're, number one I mean, hitter is a five. Right. Now, I mean, there's been a, some discussion. Is he worthy of this? And I know this isn't fantasy, whatever. Is he worthy of the Cy Young um, I'm going to, I come down, you know, yes. M- MVP. Yes. Cy Young. No, he just doesn't have enough innings. And if it was anybody else other than Otani, it wouldn't be a question. I, the, the example I'll use is 
when I looked at the numbers, he had as many innings as Pablo Lopez, and the the the, the ratios are almost identical. And no one's pining for Pablo Lopez for the National League uh, Cy Young. So I, I the fact we could people say the fact we can even talk about it. Well, I don't even think we can talk about it. We're only talking about it because it's Otani. So uh, yeah, he's the MVP. He doesn't need the. I the, uh, I don't think he warrants the Cy Young. Anyway, yeah. but man, is he fun to watch? Oh, he's so fun. And I just, it's been amazing. And we completely lucked into him. And that's why our main team is doing so well. Jaime Berea, though, I mean, the versus those red hot Yankees, the at Texas, or I'm sorry, versus Texas may lead me to give Jaime Berea one, but that's a pretty scary one. Yeah. I mean, I have him in this, you know, 114. So I have him in a zero range. So I'm going to, uh, Ah, uh, they're both home. All right, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna agree. Scary one. And then for the Dodgers, Urias and Bueller both easy fives. Yeah, not not scared fives. <laughs> yeah, those two are amazing. Now, before we move on, I do have to pause, and hopefully, you can bear with me as I take care of a little business here. Uh, first, a word from WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you. Throwdowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a free, uh, risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's Fantasy Podcast. Also, NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 guaranteed for NFL Week 1. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription, and here's how you can claim that free Rotowire sub. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive, deposit a minimum of $10, and receive a 100% bonus, a deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. And finally, play in your first paid contest and receive that free six month Rotowire subscription. Finally, the new NFL season is fast approaching, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. Yahoo is also excited to announce that it is that its platform will now be shark-free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and being shark-free, Yahoo's giving users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join Yahoo's Week 1 $1 million baller contest. The $1 million baller contest features... $200,000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of players entered will be paid out, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. 
play fantasy football on Yahoo this season, visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. Whew. All right. Now, Todd, <laughs> nobody from Miami, but as we talked about Edward Cabrera, man, he uh, looks like a must add if he's still out there. And if you, had, if you have any fab money left, uh, also looks like maybe Taylor Rogers back next week. That, that would be huge for my tout head to head team. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think tout head to head playoffs get underway this week. So playoffs getting underway already. Pretty amazing. Looks like I am going to sneak in with that final, final playoff spot. So we'll see. Uh, Corbin Burns for the Brewers. I think he's an easy five. He may be the top one on the board. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. No, actually, it's won't. He and he and he and Zach Wheeler are well. Uh, spoiler alert: are are neck and neck. So they both lend themselves to good puns. So I don't have to adjust the rankings so I can get a better pun, which is always good because I'd like the rankings to be not reflecting my ability to make a pun. I'd like them to reflect their pitching. Bailey Ober had a good outing earlier this week against you your I Red Sox. I mean, just, just, yeah, as if I didn't even see anything right there. He's like, there's Zola being Zola. Just move on. Well, anyway. I was going to say, like, I don't know if it's <laughs> if I should put more weight into you know, Bailey's performance, Bailey Ober's performance, or that it was just against the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Bailey Ober. Um, I'm going to give him a two, I think. Isn't it, wasn't he in an airplane? Um, let's see. Ah, I don't know. Um, uh, just, just such a tough one. Um, I'm going to give him a one. Detroit's Matchups a little pretty decent. But yeah, yeah it's about the only I mean, thing to like. Yeah, I, so that's that's where I'm going to go with is uh, is the one. All right, then Corey Kluber is he back next week? He is back. Return date said he will be activated to start Monday against the Angels. So. Uh, threw 60 pitches in his last rehab outing, so not fully turned loose, I wouldn't think. Uh, but good to see Corey Kluber back, one of the best pitchers of this past generation. It would be at LAA versus Baltimore. I'm only going to give him like a two just because he's not stretched out. Yeah, I have him a, th- I have, I have him a three for that reason as well. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe he's able to go five against Baltimore. And it looks like the Yankees' bullpen is a bit reinforced, so I'm going to give him the three. Now, in that Tout head-to-head league, Tout Wars head-to-head, I do have Cole Irvin, and uh, I'll be needing him if I'm going to be looking to advance in the playoffs at Detroit, at Toronto. So uh, definitely turning him loose for that first one. I could always swap him out, but it's a points league, so I'll probably leave him in for that Toronto matchup. Uh, Standard, you know, weekly uh, lineup leagues. I'd say he's probably. I like these these matchups. I'm going to give Cole Irvin a four. Yeah, I think I think that might be a little aggressive. I'm going to go three. Mm-hmm. Maybe Toronto. some wish casting on my. Maybe team. maybe um, he. It's a big park hit for him. Mm-hmm. Both Detroit and Toronto are downgrades pitching wise from uh, the Coliseum, whatever whatever Coliseum it is this week. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll go three. And then Zach Wheeler, you alluded to him being the ring ring guy. central, right? Ring central Coliseum. Is that what it is now? I honestly don't know. Yeah, I always think of like the WrestleMania seven uh, preview that they were gonna. Ha- I guess that was the LA Coliseum. Never mind. 
but then they didn't end up doing it because there were like death threats against Sergeant Slaughter or something. Anyway, uh, Zach Wheeler is a five, obviously. And then looks like for pirate, the Pirates, it'd be Bryce Wilson, former Atlanta Brave, and uh, threw five shutout innings this last time. So the guy who's maybe gotten some fatigue that was yeah. against Arizona, but um, you know, maybe there's still maybe there's something there with Bryce Wilson. So at, at Chicago, the White Sox and at the Cubs, I'm gonna give Bryce Wilson a one. Yeah, I have him in zero range, but I'll give him a one. He may get bumped up once I add in last number, the last week's numbers. But we'll and give him Bla- a one. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Uh, now Blake Snell looks like he's kind of rounding into form suddenly. He was, but what is that form? Dead. That's a, yeah, know, that's he, true. He's shown us so many forms with the real <laughs> Blake. You know, the, you know, with the real Blake Snell. Please stand up. You know, that's true. Yeah, but a lot of people were kind of like just done with him after that. Yeah, July twenty eighth outing against Oakland gave up seven runs, and in the month of August he has a two one two ERA and a zero nine eight whip, forty four to ten K to walk, a couple double digit K performances in that time. So um, good for Blake Snell bouncing back. Yeah, you don't know exactly what you're going to get, but at Arizona versus Houston, I think that's probably a five. I mean, Houston's good, but um, I'm going to go four. I, I can't. I can't go five yet. I just I can't see where I would if I had him. I would. And, and keeping lose. in mind that I'm probably a tick lower on Snell than conventional thinking, anyway. So that's probably where it comes from. It has not been a good couple of years for guys coming over from the KBO, but a guy who spent some time there and who actually has had a, some success is Chris Flexen. But versus Houston at Arizona, eleven wins, three five four year. He's been quietly. Pretty darn good all year. So deep into give, ball games. Yeah. I'm gonna give Chris Flexen a three, but going four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going four. Yeah, I, I he's been maybe it's just because every time I, I do the daily notes for ESPN and we need to come up with a streamer, I think he and Tarek Scoobel, you know, anytime they're available, they're one of my streamers. Um Flexen's thrown a quality start, and again, when I say quality start. I'm like, ooh, well, you know, it's a quality start. To me, it means, ooh, he went six innings. And he's yeah. going seven in a few. I mean, he's just getting deep. And that matters. That 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 re- especially in points league, that matters. So to me, he's a he's a four. Johnny Cueto and Alex Wood versus Milwaukee versus the Dodgers. Not great. Obviously, you love pitching at home, but two tough teams to run into. Um Cueto, I'm gonna give a Three and I think Wood a four. Although, uh, you know, Wood's got a little bit of a worse ERA, but I feel a little bit better about him. Yeah, I'm with you on both. I'm, I'm with you on both yeah. of those. Yeah. Alex Wood four. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll recap these when we're done here momentarily. Uh, John Lester, you said you would not give Jay Happ another chance when I asked you. And you seemed <laughs> mad when I asked you to expand on your one word answer of no. <laughs> <laughs> kidding but would you give lesser another chance i know you're out on half but lesser at cincinnati at milwaukee oh i don't like those i don't like those parks no i'm yeah. I, it's it's it may be a courtesy one um but you know you talk about joke about hap i i tweeted about him this week because i i think what i tweeted was wait jay hap's good again and it it was meant to be sarcastic but, you know, I got a bunch of, oh, Zola didn't use a sarcastic font, so I got some serious answers. So I did a little research just because I was curious. 
I think he had like a six seven seven ERA with the Twins, and he's had like a one nine nine ERA with St. Louis. But his expected ERAs were around five with Minnesota and four point five with St. Louis. So pretty much the difference of facing and not facing the DH. He's been the same guy. It's just you know four four inning four innings four appearances with the Cardinals. Uh, you know, that's you know, expected ERAs, they have their flaws, but they do help us get a better feel for performance in small samples. And he's been fundamentally the same guy, it's just uh, not you know, the, the skill, the outcomes have been vastly different with similar skills. But, um, Lester, yeah, it helps you know, when you get Pittsburgh and Kansas City and Pittsburgh, yes, yeah. but take a look at who he had with Minnesota, he had Detroit's, and they he didn't exactly, yeah, he wasn't true. facing the he wasn't facing the, the 29 Yankees with the Twins, yeah. you know. So, it, but yes, it does help. Um, but uh, it's it's not the it's not the whole entire story. But anyway, um, Lester, you know how how you should know this just because you know you have to you have to watch this. Aren't the Cardinals within sneezing distance of the playoffs now? Yeah, they are. And, uh, and, they did just lose Flaherty again. So that's a huge. Oh, that blow. is true. That is true. That's a huge. Um, but they but, are yeah. within, you know, within striking distance of that second wild card. Yeah. So it's just amazing how they keep doing that. Well, uh, with Lester, with Lester and Hap, uh, yeah, these parts Mike are just too dangerous. Wainwright. Yeah. And, and both these offenses are starting to click a little bit. Um, I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go zero. And if I, if people want to, if, if Lester throws a gem. I, I have to do a lap. That's all there is to it. Same. And it uh, looks like maybe Kwong Hyung Kim enters that rotation. I know there was some talk about him kind of booting the rehab on a starter so that he could expedite his return, but maybe they, well, the guys. Anyway, uh, they, they need him. They need oh, him. yeah, he's going to start this Sunday. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Part, in part because of what you just mentioned, Flaherty. Yeah. Now, for the Rays, Drew Rasmussen, Ryan Yarbrough. Unfortunately, Yarbrough at least right now projects to be opposite Chris sale. So I do actually feel a little bit better about Rasmussen. Um, not, I don't feel great about either, but I think I may give Rasmussen a three and Yarbrough a two. Too high. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, Rasmussen is starting to go deeper. So I do have Rasmussen out of three. I actually have Yarbrough ranked a little higher. I'm not, I, the win is important. Um, but it's still not the, the, the it's still not the BL end all. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Yarborough with a two. I mean the team is better. I mean all all Tampa needs to do is you know be zero zero or one to nothing. Uh, Sales still giving up homers. He gave what up to uh, Willie Willens and Stadio. Hmm. Uh, no, wait, was it Stadio? I forget who. Uh, well, Stadio plays for the Twins. Right. Yeah, I forget who. Someone took him out of the Mass Pike last night. But um, it was uh, it was um, I thought it was Asadio. But anyway, he's still homer prone. But yeah, I, I the win is yeah. I mean, and here I am saying be aggressive to wins, but I don't downgrade him a ton in the rankings because there's still a shot for the win. Tampa's a better team than Boston, so yeah, you don't downgrade him based on who the opposite pitcher. Well, I do actually. I do. Oh, you do. What I actually you know behind the behind the scenes, I actually literally project the number of runs each team will score. And that's based on the pitching and the batters, et cetera. And then I use the, the Bill James Pythag to figure out the win probability based upon the runs scored in that particular game. So, you know, sale will prevent runs, but 
it still should be pretty close. So um, whether it's 50-50 and then you reduce that because they're not going nine innings, you know, there's still a 33% chance of a win, which, you know, it's better than a bad pitcher on a, uh, on a, I mean, a good pitcher on a bad team. You are a smart man, Todd. I don't know much about those algorithms <laughs> and whatnot, but picture uh, playing thanks for doing all that for us. Now, Drew Rasmussen, I, I said three and Yarbrough too. Did you agree with that? Or did you say you had Yarbrough a little higher than I have Yarbrough as a four. Okay. Which it may drop to a three, but I'm going to go with a four. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too low on Yarbrough. We'll see. He's been uh, one of the tough guys too. You know, he, yeah. he's been uh, in more in the, the team is le- the Braves have left him out there to get whacked a little more than they have in the past. It's mm-hmm. just out of, out of need. They don't, they don't, you know, fire eyes and all the other, they're, they're Anderson, they're, they're Fairbanks. They're all hurt. Yeah. Now no two star starters for Texas. And then American league Cy Young candidate, Robbie Ray for Toronto. Wow. I, uh, every time I bring him up, I'll take that L I, I deserve it. Well, everybody does. No, everybody, everybody missed it. Except for, as you know, as I've mentioned before, Ian Khan of the athletic, who saw something, yeah. I don't know what he saw, but. Robbie well, Ray has been unbelievable with those tight pants of his cutting off circulation um, from his lower half. Maybe that's part of his success is those tight pants. Maybe, maybe. The I'm batters are distracted. Batters <laughs> are distracted. Oh, yeah, we have to rank them. Yeah, I have uh, I have number four overall. Those aren't bad matchups. Now, I know Josiah Gray was on the list because I called him John Gray, and uh, here he is, so there must have been some reshuffling. Uh, because this two start got pushed back, looks like, and so it'd be versus Philly versus the Mets. Like what I've seen from Josiah Gray, a hell of a lot. I'm going to give him a four. Yeah, I have him in the two range. I may need to look at his initial projection. It may have been more pessimistic. You know, he, it, it may be what he may be a guy that if this were May. We may need, I may need to adjust the baseline just because we don't know enough about him. So, you know, occasionally I will adjust a young pitcher. So it may just be that it's carrying over more MLEs than, than, than we should. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with a three and leave it up to, and and, and it may be, we'll see where it ends up with the actual rankings. And as always, to get a better idea of where Todd stands closer to first pitch, definitely check out his uh, weekly pitcher rankings to see where he has all these guys. But we'll recap our grades as of Friday, August 27th for the week of August 30th. Wow, we're almost into September already. (laughs) Tyler Gilbert, two. Drew Smiley, two. Charlie Morton, I say three. Todd, four. Chris Ellis, zero. Chris Sale, five. Nick Pavetta, three. Luis Castillo, five. Zach Plesak, three. Herman Marquez, four. Austin Gomber, three. Casey Mize, I say four, Todd, three. Otani, five, but he's the number one hitter in all of baseball and fantasy, so we're personally not starting him on the pitching side, but he is a five if you have to. Jaime Berea, one. Julio Urias, five. Walker Bueller, five. Corbin Burns, five. That was an easy stretch grading-wise. Bailey <laughs> Ober, I say two. Todd, one. Corey Kluber, I say two. Todd, three. Cole Urban, Cole Irvin, I say four. Todd, three. Zach Wheeler, five. Bryce Wilson, one. Blake Snell, I say five. Todd, four. Chris Flexen, I say three. Todd, four. 
Johnny Cueto, three. Alex Wood, four. John Lester, one. Drew Rasmussen, three. Yeah, Ryan Yarborough, I say two. Todd, four. Maybe I'm a little too low. Robbie Ray, five. Then Josiah Gray, I say four. Todd, three. Todd, appreciate it as always and your flexibility today with moving our record time back a little bit. Thank you, man. Anything else on your mind before we wrap things up? Yeah, real quick. It's uh, it's day two of the Tout Daily Championship Tournament. Uh, I am not in the Tout, Tout Daily Championship Tournament, but I run it. So, yeah, we, uh, we're down to eight tickets and f- only five people because Derek Cardi has four of the eight remaining entries in the uh, in the wow. tournament. He he went in with four. We give we give a winner uh, a tournament a, a ticket. We have five periods along the season and award three tickets each period. He won three different periods or placed in three different periods. Any of the overall wild card score. Um, I was, he, he's, he's away. I was grading it, grading his, I was uh, scoring his by hand. And I looked at the numbers. It's like, wow, Derek may not even make the finals. It's pretty low scores. Last, last Tuesday was just a low score all around. Hmm. And he, all four of his tickets made it through, but he is joined by some familiar names and friends of ours, Howard Bender, uh, Ryan Bloomfield, Jeff Bogus, and Ray Murphy. So good luck to all five of them and uh derek's got four tickets in there and you know we'll, we'll, uh, this is the first official tout wars champion we'll know uh next tuesday night yeah derek hardy knows his stuff to say the least he's a wicked smart and i uh you know i i haven't used the blitz but i've used the bat and i stand by it i love the bat and the bat x and maybe i'll try the blitz this year maybe i can finally win my brother's league and they shut them up. <laughs> well, I got my football them. mag in the in the mail today, so I got some. Oh, nice. uh, I got some reading to do. Very cool. Hopefully, all of you, you know, football players, along with you know baseball, enjoy the uh, the final bit of draft season here for NFL. Todd, really appreciate it. Look forward to talking with you tomorrow on MLB Network Radio, four to five Eastern, live. If you get a chance. Otherwise, check us out on the SXM app and hope you'll join us next week here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.